Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 141 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. All right, now, if you have ever worried about vacation, if you've ever been working on your weight loss and know that you had some time off coming up or you're going on a trip and it made you clench up with fear about what might happen on that vacation, then this episode is for you. What we're talking about on this episode is how to go on vacation, how to enjoy yourself on vacation, and how to still lose weight if that's what you want to do on vacation. It's such an important topic. It's something that comes up so often in my coaching sessions with other physicians and something that I've had to learn how to navigate myself in my own weight loss journey that I think it's a really worthwhile topic to cover. And you may notice that my audio sounds a little bit different today than my other episodes, and that's because I actually am on vacation right now, and so I don't have my big podcast microphone. I'm recording this just using my AirPods, and I thought that this could be a really good time to record because what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to you about some of the mistakes that we do when we're on vacation or when we're thinking about vacation when it comes to our own weight loss. I'm going to give you tips about how to manage that. But I'm also going to give you a bit of a behind the scenes look into how I manage it, how I'm approaching my own eating on this particular trip to stay on track. My goal over this vacation, we're gone for a week, we're on a bit of a road trip, staying in at different places, different hotels. And my goal for this trip is to either lose some weight or maintain and kind of set myself up in a good position where I can just go back to losing weight when I go home because that's something I've been working on. And I've got some really good kind of real life examples for you from this trip so far about how I actually do that. I've been spending the last couple of days as I've been planning this podcast episode thinking, what is it that I do and trying to really pay attention to how I'm thinking about things, how I'm approaching things so that I can explain them to you and you can hopefully learn from my approaches. So it doesn't mean you have to follow my exact approach, of course, but what I'm hoping is that there's takeaway points in how I'm approaching my vacation that you can use and apply to your next vacation. Okay, so let's first start with a story about what did my vacation needs to look like, just so that you know if you struggle with vacations, if they're a real challenge for you, you know that I know where you're coming from. So my vacations used to just be essentially a free-for-all with eating. And I used to not even be afraid that I was going to gain weight, be kind of certain that I'd gain weight with a thought of how could I minimize how much weight gain, but didn't really believe I actually even had that power. So I would end up, depending on how long the trip was, I'd sometimes gain a significant amount of weight. Road trips in particular, so we would leave, and we live in northern British Columbia, so our road trips are long, like eight hours to the next biggest city. Sometimes we do 12-hour days on a road trip, depending where we're going. And basically, as soon as we got in the car, I would think of it as just snack time. And that's kind of how I entertained myself on the road. And so anytime we stopped to get gas, I'd get like some chips or something else. 
food I may not normally be eating, but I would eat then because it felt like that's just what you did on the road trip. And it's taken me a long time to develop a new system, a new approach. And it's taken probably my husband and I time over the years, and we've been doing this together for years, of like, how do we approach it together? Because initially, and I get this could be a whole other topic to talk about it. But initially, when I would be trying to lose weight and decide I'm going to be healthy, if he wasn't doing the same, that would throw me off course. Again, a totally other topic of how do you stick to your eating plan, no matter what your partner does. And that might be a good one for me to do in the future. But it's taken us kind of time to develop a system of how we approach it together, which definitely does help because we've been able to do this. But I think no matter where you are or what your situation is, whether people are supportive or not, you can apply what I'm going to talk to you about in your own vacation. So it used to be I'd be snacking on things like chips, chocolate bars, that kind of stuff. It was like a celebration, right? Like as soon as he left on vacation, it was a celebration. And I used to do all the celebrating through food. Then Northern British Columbia, smaller towns, there's not always places to get like just tasty, healthy food. And so the default would be fast food or kind of more diner style food. I would tell myself I just had no other choice and this was the only option. So this was what I would eat. And then, you know, what would happen really over the course of the vacation is I would kind of feel pretty gross. Like I remember after these road trips, I feel pretty gross when we got wherever we're going. And I don't think I recognized back then that it was because of what I was eating, but it honestly was. And now what we do, now we're very intentional when we're going on a road trip about, okay, what are we going to be eating? What are we going to bring so that we can eat if we're hungry and have access to the food that we know that works for our bodies? I'm very intentional about water things like that. And we'll talk more about that. But the difference is that now I finish these road trips feeling pretty good. I've got energy. I can go for a run. I don't get headaches. I don't feel that bloated, uh, gross feeling that I used to feel. But I still enjoy myself on vacation. And that's the important piece. So when I think about this, working on this episode, I saying, okay, what are the mistakes that people make when it comes to vacation? And I think it's twofold. I think number one, when we're planning a vacation, there's a fear of it. So there's this lack of belief in our abilities to eat healthy on a vacation. So even at the very outset, we're thinking, uh, this is going to be hard. I'm not sure how I'm going to eat. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to stick to my plan. I'm not sure if I'm going to gain weight. So it's this fear of the vacation itself that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're telling yourself coming into a vacation, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's going to be hard. Probably I'm going to gain weight. All of that will come true. And so what we're going to talk about in this episode is you got to change those beliefs. That's a foundational thing. You have to change those beliefs. The second mistake people make is that when they think that they're going to stick to their eating plan and that they want to lose weight on a vacation, they make the mistake of picturing that being this like really restricted, really tightly controlled way of eating on vacation. They think that the only way that they could possibly be on vacation and do that is to really tighten up, really use a ton of willpower, kind of wrestle themselves <laughs> to the ground to make sure they eat their healthy food and they don't eat the other stuff. And all I, all I want to ask you is, how does that sound? <laughs> like It doesn't sound good. And yet we do this to ourselves. We think that that's the solution. That's how we find success. And that is never the way we find success. If you feel ever that you're having to wrestle yourself to the ground to get yourself to do something, 
it's not going to be sustainable. And that, I think that's what happens, right? If you've ever been like, oh yeah, I'm going to eat healthy on this vacation and you get in like two days and then all of a sudden you're eating all the other food and you're like, what happened? Must be something wrong with me. Must be something wrong with my willpower. We blame ourselves. The reality is it's probably more to do with the belief of what eating healthy would have looked like on that vacation. And the fact that it was like an unpalatable belief to use a pun that it wasn't a belief you actually wanted for yourself. It wasn't something that sounded fun or in vacation like, and your brain was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And eventually you can like wrestle yourself and hold yourself to your healthy eating for that long because that's always a limited resource. So anytime you feel like you're really having to exert work to get yourself to do the healthy food, to do that habits, you have to go back and change how you're thinking about it because it's the thought that's making it feel like it has to be work. It doesn't have to be work. When you find the right thoughts, it becomes easy. And that's why I wanted to show you the behind the scenes stuff of what I've been doing on this vacation because this vacation's I've eaten very healthy this vacation so far and it's been easy and I have not felt deprived. I have not felt restricted. I've enjoyed every food, every meal that I've eaten And the difference from how I used to do this to how I do it now is really just how I think about it, honestly. So if you feel like you're wrestling yourself and it's really hard, the place to look is how you're thinking about what it should be. Because if you look at it, you're probably picturing that it's this thing that's going to be not that much fun. It's not going to taste good. It's going to involve a lot of deprivation. It's going to be hard to say no to other food. And all of those beliefs are disempowering beliefs that make it harder for you to take the actions that you want to be taking. So you want to really notice them when they're there and decide if you want to believe them or not. So the consequence, like why is this an issue? Why is it an issue to fear your vacation? And why is it an issue to have these thoughts about it needing to be like perfect in order to be successful? Well, the big thing is that it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if I'm thinking something will happen in a certain way. And I'm thinking I don't really have power or control to change how that happens. Well, that's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. It will end up like that. It will happen in that way. And it will feel in the way that I think it's going to feel. That part I think is really important when we're talking about the self-fulfilling prophecy aspect of weight loss is we have so many beliefs about how certain things will feel. And those beliefs become self-fulfilling prophecies. So if I believe choosing a salad in a restaurant is going to be really hard, which I had that belief for a lot of years, guys, then you know what? Choosing a salad in a restaurant is going to feel really hard. And guess what? While I held that belief, guess how many salads I chose in restaurants? Not a lot. I far more frequently would have chosen the French fries and the burger and been like, oh, I'll do the salad next time because that's just too hard. I, I need to be in a different frame of mind. What actually allows me now to enjoy a salad and choose a salad with ease and maybe even being seeking out, like I wonder what nice salad I could have, it's all to do with how I think about it. The salads didn't change. It's how I think about them that changed. And that's really important because then that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If I'm thinking to myself, oh, I bet this restaurant's going to have a really nice salad and that's going to taste really good. That then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So how you think, you you use these self-fulfilling prophecies either to your benefit or when they're working away in the background without you being aware, 
they're working to your detriment. So they're happening anyways. What we think is what we create. The issue with our human brains is that a lot of the thinking happens in the background and we were never taught how to actually manage our thinking to create what we want in our life. And when it comes to weight loss, this is really important. Is And when it comes to vacation, you need to be intentional in what you're thinking about it so that you create it to be what you want it to be. Because if you're not being intentional, things are being created anyways about what that vacation and your eating is going to be like, but it's happening probably to your detriment. It's probably happening in a way that isn't going to line up with what your goals are. So that's the issue with these beliefs. If you're thinking that it's going to be hard and it's going to take a lot of restriction, that's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you think that you can't maintain your weight on a vacation, that you it would be impossible for you to lose weight on a vacation, that will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So why is this wrong? Well, here's what I like to think about these beliefs. I really like finding these little beliefs because they just truly are just a limiting belief. So let's take the belief of it would be impossible to lose weight on a vacation. That may sound extremely factual, right? You may have a lot of experience, a lot of evidence of different vacations where you did not lose weight that your brain can say, here's an example. I can show you that we can't lose weight on vacation. What I love about this is that really that belief is not factual. It's a belief that, like I've said, has become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the belief creates its own evidence. Your brain creates its evidence to back up the belief through its actions it takes on vacation. So if you have a belief, I can't lose weight on vacation, well, there's going to be actions that happen through that vacation that will support that belief. So things like if somebody else is eating food around you that you hadn't planned, you're going to be far more likely to say yes to it and end up eating it. You're going to be far more likely to have extra portions or or overeat or have more drinks than what you planned and then say to yourself, like this is just too hard to lose weight on vacation. What I love about it though, is you look at these beliefs. Anytime you find one of these beliefs that just is purely, I see them as like a brick wall in your life where it's like, I just can't do that. I love going, really? Like, is that what I want to believe about myself? Is this the line in the sand of what I can't do? And when I think about it that way, it really helps me just let go of it. Because think of everything you've done in your life. Think of medical school, residency, the times you've been on call and you've been up all night and you work anyways, and you're like working at a high level, helping people, treating complex cases. And so is this what you want to believe you can't do? Why is this harder than all that other stuff to do? And the answer is just because of the belief you have about it. It's not that vacation eating is harder than all that other stuff we do routinely on a day-to-day basis. It's because it's our belief that we've held for so long about it. So I love finding these ones and I'm going to work to prove them wrong. Because when you want to lose weight and you want to keep it off long-term, you have to find these limiting beliefs that are just like these brick walls. Because if they stay there, if that brick wall stays up, you're just going to keep bumping up against it and looking at it as the reason why you can't lose weight or can't keep it off. What you want to do is you want to dismantle the brick wall so that you can just go through it where it doesn't have to exist anymore. Maybe, you know, maybe there's still be a bit of a brick wall that you have to climb over slightly, but it doesn't have to be something that stops you anymore. You can problem solve around it. 
And I've used this approach. I've talked about this on the podcast, but there's been different situations where I've used this. Movie theater popcorn <laughs> would be one of them where for years I had belief that I can't go to the movie without eating popcorn. It would just be impossible to walk in there with all that movie theater popcorn smells and not eat it. It would feel so depriving. This is my old belief. And so when I recognized that I held that belief and took this approach of the, really? Is that actually what I want to believe about myself? Then I purposely decided I'm going to the movie theater and showing myself that I can go enjoy the movie, enjoy myself and not actually eat popcorn. I can be there while other people eat popcorn around me, not be bothered by it. I decided to create a new belief. And this is what I think for vacations you need to do. You need to create a new belief that is actually empowering that actually supports you and shows yourself what you truly can do because you can do this. You can do anything. Like you went to med school. You do so much harder stuff in your life. It's just our brains have this distorted view about how hard it is to make changes in your eating. And that's partly just because of diet culture because we've been exposed to it for so many years of our life and never taught to question it. And so we hold on to these limiting beliefs. So think about it that it's, it's a belief that just serves no purpose. The only purpose this belief serves is that it lets you eat whatever you want on vacation. But here's the downside to that, because you could eat anything you wanted on vacation. The problem is, is when you're going in and telling yourself you have an intention of losing weight and being really careful with your eating, eating healthy, and then you do the opposite and eat whatever you want... The problem with that is you don't actually enjoy the eating whatever you want because it comes with a a sense of failure, a sense of shame, and all sorts of other baggage. So yes, these beliefs let you eat whatever you want, but they let you eat whatever you want in a way that you don't actually enjoy it. What I want to pose to you is if you truly want to eat whatever you want on a vacation, then plan that and let that be the belief is this vacation, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to really enjoy myself. I'm going to really enjoy the food. And then I'll get back to my normal when I get home. That's a very different way of approaching it. Because if if you go into vacation saying, I'm going to eat whatever I want, I'm going to really enjoy this food, then what will happen is that you'll enjoy the food. Like you'll eat the, the food, but you'll actually give yourself permission to have enjoyment from it, which is so important. When we're telling ourselves we shouldn't be eating the food, we can't eat the food, and then we eat it anyways, it robs us of any enjoyment you could have gotten from the food. So that brings us to what can you do about this? And the reason why I think it's worthwhile focusing and changing is the goal here is always to have a vacation, have a vacation that you enjoy, that you feel restored from, you feel relaxed, but a vacation that actually lines up with what you want for yourself with regards to your eating and your health and your weight and where you enjoy what you do to achieve that. The goal is never to like lose weight on vacation and hate the whole process doing it, because that doesn't sound like a very good vacation to me, and I don't think it's ever sustainable. So we're aiming for kind of having our cake and eating it too, to use a really <laughs> bad metaphor in um, uh, for a weight loss podcast. <laughs> but you know, it's about going on the vacation, accomplishing what you want, goal-wise out of that, but also enjoying it, not thinking that those two things have to be separate. So how do you do that? Well, the first thing, like I kind of alluded to, is you have to plan what you want out of the vacation. And that's just having a conversation with yourself and asking, what is this vacation going to be about? Is it 
about sticking to your healthy eating so you can lose weight. Or like I was saying for myself, I'll be happy even if I just kind of maintain my weight and then I'm just set up to continue losing weight when I go home. That would be good. Or is it that you want to just maintain your weight? Or is it that you'd be okay with a little bit of weight gain and you want to really enjoy the food? Is it that you just don't want to think about your eating and want to eat whatever you want, but actually enjoy it? Giving yourself permission to decide this in advance and letting yourself be okay with any of those, that you could choose any of them. And here's a little bit of a trick is if you choose the one of I'm going to eat whatever I want and enjoy it, you know what you might find is you actually eat less than when you're on the side of I have to be really restrictive and eat food I don't really like, but then you end up eating whatever you want at the end of the day. Because in that setting, because you think you shouldn't be and because there's all that you know, shame and failure and everything, often that actually drives more eating. It drives more times that you eat because it's got baggage. It's more complicated versus if you're like, I'm going to really enjoy the food at this wherever we're going for vacation and not limit myself on what I choose. You may find you actually eat less because you've given yourself permission. It's not forbidden food. It's not limited. And then you might find you don't actually need as much because it doesn't have all that baggage attached to it. The second thing about how to approach vacations is you have to believe that you can make this happen. So you have to find those limiting beliefs we talked about at the beginning that are really like those brick walls and just decide to dismantle them. Decide to show yourself the opposite. Notice them and be like, interesting that's there. Now watch me. Watch me do it. You say I can't, and I'm talking about saying this to your brain. You say I can't do that. Watch me. Get a little up in arms with what your brain's telling you. And show it. I find when I take that approach, it creates this competitive spirit in myself against my own limiting beliefs that I can do anything and it becomes simple to do. And so try that approach, see how it feels. But notice that it has to start with the belief. If you don't get the beliefs in line, the actual actions you take won't work. The how creating the vacation the way you want and how you want it to feel starts with the beliefs. You have to get the beliefs in line first. And then the actions and everything that comes from that will fall downstream from that. Then the next step, you know what you want it to look like. You've got beliefs that you can actually do this. The next step is you want to think, how can I make these two things happen and enjoy myself? What would it look like on this vacation to accomplish these goals and also enjoy myself and enjoy the food? And really asking yourself that question. And you'll notice that question is different than just saying to yourself, it's going to be hard. When you say to yourself a statement like that, your brain just believes it. It's like, okay, it's going to be hard. I hear around the block that this is going to be hard. Versus when you ask yourself that question and you say, how could I do this? What that actually does is it makes it makes your brain go to work generating answers for you. And you'll start to get answers. What would this look like if I were to lose weight on this vacation, enjoy all the food I ate, and have fun. What would that look like? Asking yourself that question and letting it rumble around in your brain, you'll start to get answers. You'll start to see the possibility. When you're telling yourself the limiting belief side and the brick wall side, you can't see the possibilities. You'll actually be a little bit blind to the things that could happen. But when you ask good questions, it opens up your ability to see what's there, see what might be, see what could be possible. And then that's when magic happens, when all of a sudden this vacation that you never thought you could create 
becomes simple, becomes easy. So let me tell you a little bit about the behind the scenes side of this. Like I said, we're on a road trip mainly. So we're kind of driving and then staying a night or two in one place and then driving, doing a little bit of a loop through our province and visiting different people along the way. And so it started with me doing exactly what I've talked to you about of going, okay, what do I want for this one? Like, is this a vacation I'm not going to worry about my eating too much on? Or is it one I'm going to be paying more attention? And I've been working on being a little bit stricter with my lower carb eating lately, partly to lose weight, but also just I was noticing when I'd been more liberal with it through the spring, I just wasn't feeling that great. I was having more headaches. I was feeling more draggy. My energy was down and I just didn't want that anymore. So when I was thinking about this vacation, I thought, okay, I could eat food I don't normally eat, but do I actually want that? Because that comes at a price. That comes at feeling a bit more draggy again, getting some more headaches. And I decided, you know what, I don't really want that. I don't think I want to pay that price on this vacation. I think I'd prefer to stay pretty low carb, focus on enjoying the food I'm eating, and focus on enjoying the vacation, but not eat all the food that's going to make me not feel that great. So that was my intention that I set from the beginning and the why behind it. I think the why behind it is important to notice in that that's a very kind why. It's hard to argue with. It's not saying, well, I have to lose a certain amount of weight. It's more a why of like, why wouldn't I want to eat that food? I could, but why wouldn't I want to eat it? That's very different than approaching it being like, well, I can't eat that. So I, how am I going to do that? How am I going to accomplish it by not eating the food I can't? Different feeling. Um, and that's really important when we're talking about these beliefs and thoughts, how these thoughts make you feel and how they feel in your body really makes a difference in what it feels like in that moment to make those food decisions. So when we were packing up and getting ready to go, planning the trip, my husband and I, who he eats lower carb too, we had a discussion about, okay, what kind of lower carb snacks do we want in the vehicle and in the hotel rooms for ourselves? We stocked up on some from Costco and things. So typical things we bring is beef jerky is one that we both really like and travels well. You don't have to have it refrigerated. Um, and it's like an easy thing to snack on. Brought some nuts, brought some light cheese wisp, little crackers that we've got in the hotel room, different things like that, just to have in the car when we want snacking. The other thing I've learned over the years is water matters for me. And so I actually bring like a couple big bottles of water with me in one of my refillable water bottles. And I try to actively make sure that I'm refilling them and drinking because what I found when I was paying attention is on these road trips, I probably wasn't drinking enough. I think that's true on plane travel as well for me as I tend to forget to drink water. And then I end up drinking, you know, more like Diet Coke and stuff. And again, I don't feel that great when I drink a lot of it. So packing water bottles in the car. So I've always got access to water. Unfortunately, this means I have to take more pee breaks, which I don't know about you guys, but my husband is very much focused on the road when we get on the road with the idea that we have to keep going and get there. And it drives him bananas when I tell him, okay, I got to stop to pee again, but that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, we've been married long enough. We can work with that. So that's what we do on the road. I think I've also spent a lot of time and a lot of work talking to myself about do I need all those snacks? So a lot of the eating on the road was like entertainment. But here's the thing is it doesn't actually entertain you for very long. Like when I used to buy that bag of chips to kind of entertain myself and keep myself from being bored, it's gone pretty quick <laughs> once I open it. 
And so it doesn't work that well. So I've done a lot of talking to myself about like, do I actually need the snacks on the road? And the answer is probably not. So I don't need a lot of them. Um, I think now it's evolved more to a place of these snacks, like the jerky. Sometimes we have cheese slices. We didn't bring any this time because we didn't bring like a cold cooler. Things like that become more an option for lunches or things like that. If we're in a place where there's not lower carb options that we want, it can be like a tide me over type snack. But I do watch myself and I'm generally not snacking constantly in the way that I used to be on road trips because I, I realized I don't need it and I've realized it wasn't actually accomplishing what I want it to do. So I focus on entertaining myself through other means, mainly by sleeping in the car. I'm a very good car sleeper. So then going to restaurants, as much as possible, if we are heading into town, I'm generally not driving. So if we're heading into town and we know we're going to eat there for lunch, Generally, what I end up doing is I pull out my phone, I search for kind of what restaurants are around and look at some menus. And what I'm looking for is what menus have an easier kind of lower carb option on them, what ones will work best for us with how we like to eat. So I do that little bit of pre-planning to find it. Now, in some of the places we've stopped this trip, there wasn't those options. And so there's been a couple lunches where what we did is we took the kids to a restaurant or to get a quicker meal. And then I went into a grocery store and picked up groceries, like a lunch, grocery lunch for my husband and I, uh, using like sliced meat, sliced cheese, olives, salads from the deli, things like that. And just kind of problem solving when I'm in there about what things, walking into that grocery store with this eye of, what things will work for us? What things would make a good low-carb lunch is the question I'm asking myself when I'm walking in. And I think that's important too. Because again, you could walk into the same grocery store and be like, oh, this is going to be so hard to find something. And that's not going to work for you. Whereas if you walk in, you're like, I wonder what I could find in here for a good low-carb lunch. It's opening your mind to the possibility. Yesterday, the grocery store we went to, which is a chain we don't have in our own city, they had a bunch of like baked keto desserts, which was great. So I bought a few options of them. And now we have some low carb desserts in our fridge in the hotel that we can have when we want. So things like that, when you're open to it, you can find different things. I had a fantastic Greek salad yesterday from the grocery store. It was so tasty. I loved it. So that's kind of, you know, lunches and those smaller meals. We don't, I didn't, I haven't mentioned breakfast because we generally don't really eat breakfast. We fast and I find fasting is also a tool that works well on vacations for us is we can get stuff in the room for the kids for their breakfast, but it's easier for he and I just to fast through breakfast. And that's what we would do at home anyways. So it makes sense for us to continue to do it. And then restaurants, I think is a good um, topic because you may not walk in and see something on the menu and go, oh, that's low carb. Fantastic. I'll just order that. It's getting better. There's some restaurants where you really you can see low carb options on their menu as a meal. You don't have to make any modifications. And so I thought what would be a good example is our dinner last night. We went out to Mexican, really nice Mexican restaurant here. And Mexican notoriously generally is not a lower carb option. Usually there's a lot of starches with a Mexican meal. So Again, before we went, I looked at their menu because I didn't want to end up there and find the only way I could do it is to have side of rice, side of beans and a bunch and tortillas, which are things I wouldn't normally eat. So I went and I looked at their menu 
ahead of time and kind of planned what I was going to do. So what I ended up doing was ordering their salad and asking for a side of meat to be put on it. Now, what's interesting with this that I thought would make a good example of how I approach. So it's a restaurant that's known for their tacos. They've got all different tacos. I wanted the pork al pastor, which is like a really tasty marinated pork on the salad. And so the waitress went and checked and she's like, no, sorry, we can't do that. We can only put chicken or shrimp on the salad. Now, that could be disappointing, right? And you could get stopped there. But instead, what I ended up doing at the suggestion of my husband is I said, okay, I'll have two pork al pastor tacos, please. And then I just took the meat and fillings and all the other deliciousness, the pickled onions and stuff that comes with that, and put it on top of my salad and just left the tortillas on the side. So there's so many different ways to approach it. But if you don't have that mindset of, I can figure this out, I can find something low carb, it would be way harder. And you know what? That salad was delicious. Like one of the top salads I've had in a very long time in that like the sauces and the meat and on the vegetables and the salad, it was just so good. It was so worthwhile and far better than if I'd eaten them just as a taco, honestly. The other thing at the Mexican restaurant, I like margaritas. And so we just order our margaritas without simple syrup in them. And that might, if you're used to having like a full sweet margarita, that might take a bit of practice, but we've been doing it for a few years now. And I don't think I could eat a margarita or drink a margarita with sugar in it. It just tastes too sweet to me. I actually prefer them sugar-free. And then it's not 100% low carb, but it's far better than what it was for the occasional times where we have margaritas out. And then, you know, moving forward. So like I said, we're going to be continuing to move through uh, this road trip over the week. And there's going to be some places where it's a little bit harder to find food. Uh, Like we're staying at a hot springs where the restaurant options are limited. But I do know they have a salad that I actually enjoy. That's like a chicken with a dill dressing salad. So I'll probably just have that for more than one meal and I'll be okay with that. And then I think in another town we're going to, there's a really good fish and chips stop place that we usually stop at. So we're going to stop there for lunch. And what I'm still contemplating is whether or not I'll eat fish and chips. I may, or I'm thinking right now is what I might do is order them, have some of them and just not eat the whole plate. Cause that would be the other thought, right? Like when you're eating the food, that you really like, that it's like, oh, I can only get it here. It's kind of special. It has memories. We think it has to, that we have to eat it all to make it worthwhile. But what if that wasn't true? What if it's really just the like environment and the sitting down and having some of it that makes it feel like you partook in the way you wanted to? And so I suspect that's what I'll end up doing because I think a full plate of fish and chips is going to make me feel a bit crummy, which like I said, it's the reason why I'm sticking to pretty low carb eating while we're on this trip. I don't want that. I don't want to get that bloated, headachey feeling. But, you know, maybe some of them, a little bit of it won't do that. So I hope that that behind the scenes examples of what I've been doing on this trip might be helpful for you. Again, you may eat differently than me, but that's okay. Take the themes away from this and see how you can apply them to your own life. See how you can take that planning theme and apply it. See how you can take the themes about how you want to think about the food choices you're making And the themes about how you want to approach different restaurants, how you want to ask for modifications, finding unique and creative ways to make modifications in the restaurants. All of that matters. It's a bit of a learning curve if you're new to this, and that's okay. It might feel awkward. It might have a hard time. But just keep 
giving yourself the permission that there's the possibility of finding things that will work for you and that you'll enjoy on that menu and finding them and hunting them out. And don't be afraid to ask for modifications because most restaurants are totally fine. I was surprised when this restaurant came back and said they couldn't put the pork on the salad. But again, I just found a way around it. It was no big deal and it worked out well for me. I loved the meal. Felt great. All right. If you are finding this to be helpful and if vacations are an issue for you, then like I talked about, it's the beliefs that you have to start with, what you believe matters. And you can download my free weight, powerful weight loss beliefs cheat sheet that'll give you a bunch of new beliefs about weight loss that you may not have tried on before. They give you starting places to kind of open your mind about what might be possible in your weight loss. And it, I think it could apply really well to this topic. So head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash weight hyphen loss hyphen beliefs and download your free cheat sheet. So that's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash weight hyphen loss hyphen beliefs. I think that could be a really good compliment to everything that we've talked about today. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you could share this with a friend, if you know somebody else is going on vacation and you know that they always find it hard to share this episode, help somebody else out that might benefit from this information. All right. Have a fantastic week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.